Hey, this is Dan, one of the PP Boys, and I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by one of our patrons, Suro. To support, you can head over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough, where for a dollar you can get early access and ad-free versions of our episodes. Or you can uh, you can sponsor an episode yourself. All right, we'll see you over there. Patreon.com slash powerplaythrough. Enjoy. You had the power. Hello and welcome to Power Play through a Ranger Review Podcast. We are coming to you from the privacy of our own own yeah, fuck me. <laughs> coming to privacy of home homes. Home poverty. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Power Play through a Ranger Review Podcast. We are coming to you from the privacy of our own homes in sweltering Las Vegas, Nevada. Reporting from the Ranger Room, my name is Dan, and as always, from his lightning collection lair is my co-host Freddie. How are How's you, it Freddie? Going? It's, it's, it's going, you know, we're, we're doing it. We're yeah. living it. It's getting hotter and hotter. It is getting hotter and hotter. I went out for a walk the other day, mm-hmm. and I've adopted a little bit of your dress code. Like, I don't take my hoodie off. Yeah. And it's mostly to protect my neck because, you know, Wu-Tang Clan. Yes. But also, like, that's the place I get sunburn is the back yeah, of my neck. it is. Neck and scalp, baby. Yeah. Those are the worst places for me. So I go yeah. out wearing a hoodie. And yeah. I came back home, and I felt like I was going to die. And it was only about 95 degrees out. Oh, in the hoodie? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, Don't get so, that way. So I feel for you. <laughs> it's, you know, like I've had, I've had that. I've had that way of life since 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. kind of live with it now, and you know, it is what it is. Has it been eight years? It has. It like really fucking has because I was thinking back. I like I was explaining it to someone the other day. I was like, "You, what, what's what's UV allergy?" I was like, "Oh, it just means like UV light. Like I'm allergic to it. It gives my skin a rash. Can't do it." I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Was, and I told him, "I was like, it was back in." And then I had to think on it. I was like, "Yeah, it was like 2012, 2013." What so year did we a, meet then? Because like we met what I we met in 2011. Was it then? Yeah, we met in 2000. Wait, no, 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 no. Or we was met it 2009 or 10? It was 2010. I met I met you the same year I met Tony, but I met Tony earlier in the year, and we met I, you. Uh, you were doing the artist thing at the Maximum League of Artists. Oh yeah, I was running that. Yeah, and we were. It was like HeroClix night. Ran at the same time as HeroClix. Yeah, it was HeroClix night, and we were out front for whatever reason. We were talking about Power Rangers, and then you you uh, were talking about Power Rangers. Yeah, prop. Yep, sounds right. Yeah, sounds yeah, sounds right. So, but it was like 2012, 2013 is when I got the UV allergy, where it developed because I changed my. I changed everything that touched my skin, basically. Changed my laundry detergent, changed my body wash, changed my uh, deodorant, changed fucking everything. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then one day I was, like, pumping gas, and I noticed, like, the rash went up to the sleeve of my shirt. So and I right lifted, w- Yeah, I lifted the sleeve of my shirt. Skin was absolutely fine. The rest of it, 
anything the shirt wasn't covering was like inflamed and red and then like little bit of digging from then on uh, experimenting and shit and yeah come to find out oh and then also john's blacklight new year's eve party i sat next to a uv tube lighting fixture that it was a blacklight light you know yeah. like one of those ones they would yeah. sell at spencer's or whatever and i was just like my neck my neck <laughs> felt so fucking hot and then john allison barbarian john sat Traffic. next to me yeah he sat next to me he's like oh shit he's like your neck is fucked he was like you know it's like it's real red right now and i was like is it and it was like it feels fucking horrible and he just like looked over in the uv light that's now next to him he's like oh it's the fucking uv dude that's what you're fucking allergic to and then yeah like went to a doctor they said like you know, we could send you to a dermatologist, but there's not a whole lot they can do for it, except just try a bunch of different pills. And I was just like, I'll try something. Tried one pill, didn't do anything. Well, it did one thing, which was give me dope dick. <laughs> <laughs> for real. That's the only thing it did. Could could not uh could not higgas some jiggas out. You know what I mean? Like like you just you just mm, wouldn't happen. Okay. Okay. Like, just stay hard, and that's it. Doesn't matter what I do with it. Okay, I was like, it. I thought that dope dick meant it, you couldn't get hard. No, dope dick, how I've come to understand it. Well, at least the version I had, which is you can stay strong and erect. Like, no problem, like your normal self. Mm-hmm. But you are not reaching the finish line. Okay. Nothing's going to happen with it. You either I'd, just... I think I'd be fine with that. Just... <laughs> you just let it... You just... You just... I, it's... It, you kind of just let it... Let it burn itself out, you know? Like, because if you keep... Because you keep stimulating it, nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I mean... All right. Yeah, I'd yeah. be fine with that, I think. Yeah, there was one... One... Uh, one intimate evening found that out, the side effect... And Jesus, man, this is like, I, it must have been like two and a half hours. <laughs> your your partner must have had a wonderful time. Or I, I, I suppose so. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. We we're both wondering what was happening. But yeah, that was the only thing it did. Didn't protect me from the sun. Just made sure that no... That no no uh, little Freddy's would 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 come around. Well, yeah, I'd definitely be fine with that because I live that no kids all cult lifestyle. Uh, today we're going to be talking about episode twenty seven of Cherokee Sentai O Ranger King's Gallant Debut, which originally aired on September first, nineteen ninety five, written by Noboro Sugimura and directed by Yoshiaki Kobayashi. This is the second of our three-part story arc introducing the King Ranger. And he's the coolest-looking ranger of all time. Yo. Freddy. I, we know that Gold Ranger's number one, right? He, he, on the All Might scale. And, and, okay, all right. If we do an All are we doing the All Might rule? Where number Gold one Ranger's is... Num- Gold, Gold Ranger's, Ranger's number, number one, one. And then you have your auxiliary first place second place and third place yes because because otherwise it's not a competition for those of you that are new to the podcast the all might rule was a rule stated 
when My Hero Academia started and we were asking everyone who their favorite character was because it was overwhelmingly All Might. Uh, very rarely did someone give the answer of anybody else. So we instituted the All Might rule where you say, other than All Might, who is your favorite character in My Hero Academia? So Gold Ranger is getting an All Might rule in this moment. Yeah, as far as the, the dopest, just supreme, like, ranger look. Yes. Yeah, Gold Ranger, he's, that's the All Might. All Might rule, get him out of there. He's obviously number one. But besides that, the best looking rangers in my book. Mm-hmm. Best looking rangers in my book. See, I knew this was coming. I put it in the script. Because we have a script. But there's still going to be some dead air here. <laughs> that you'll have to edit out. Uh, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's probably... Ooh, it was tricky. Tricky comes down between these. You could have put it in the script. Yeah, you could have put it in there. I could have. I could have. I could have put it in the script. Well, I'm, I'm terrible at making lists. I'm absolutely terrible at making lists as far as like ranking them as the things I'm most passionate for. I, I hate know, doing that to I you. know that you're... I know that you're anti-list, but I love to give you these questions where you have to list things, and you should always be prepared for my list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one is uh, Ninja Storm Green Samurai. Okay. Mind. That's, that's. I mean, I have a soft spot for Cam, but like, I, I really think even my bias set aside, it's just it's a, a dope look. It's, and a also, top, it's a top-tier design. And also and the, the modular effect being able to take off the shield switching the helmet around like it's either way you cut it it's clean looking it's real it, good it's very cool and i'm glad that they didn't go with uh jdf for that role yeah. like it was called for yeah because you know i mean he had his he had his time in the green and gold but this shit this was clean this was nice very choice yeah. uh second second Shadow Ranger. I, I, Shadow. So I knew he was on your list. Like yeah. I, that was as as far as a like like the kind of like badass um, veteran uh, runs this shit kind of look. You know, it's it's pretty. All things considered, it's understated. It's also muted tones. There's no brights on it except for the red in the SPD. You know. Yeah, and like the red and the SPD bits, I should say. But besides that, you know, it's kind of like a almost like a gunmetal blue going on with the the more German black. Like it's it's just oh, holy shit! Does it look like it? It gives the impression of authority. You know, he looks like he's the fucking boss here, and he is. You know, in like my it just, mind, it's a better Phantom esque design than the Phantom Ranger ever was. Mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah, for sure. Or VRV Master, if we're go since we're on the Sentai show, yeah. And then the last one, oh, there's so many, there's so many I could put in this spot right here. Oh. Okay, I'll. It, it's, all right, it's gonna be White Dino Thunder. Yeah, yeah, that's the. He's like an anti-ranger costume, so it makes a lot of sense. It's the thing that that like drives it home and makes it so dope. The red visor, like just the red visor, is just 
money. That was it's, one of the things that put uh put Lord Draken over for me in the the Boom comics was the Red mm, Visor. Yeah. Red Visor that should be a special thing. Shouldn't be busted out often. Like yeah. colored visors in general shouldn't be busted well, out. I like I like that Beast Morphers has you know has that going on for it, but like yeah. I, I don't Go Busters and Time Ranger are the colored visor seasons. Yeah, yeah. I think they should be sparingly like they like it has been but yes the white dino thunder and then um honorable mentions uh solaris easy um uh violet wolf ranger yeah easy titanium ranger easy one there too and then uh, for me i don't think that the titanium design is a top tier design i think that it's a nice change from where we were and yeah in Lightspeed Rescue, but it's not one of the designs should, that should be hailed as like, this is what a ranger should look like. That's absolutely true. You know, I or I should say that's absolutely valid. In the sense, like anyone that would tell me that, they absolutely have an argument, and I wouldn't dispute it because I I I think that too for the most part. It's like there's some bulky bits to the to the to the design. You know, there is there a little bit of a like, um idiosyncrasies with it i i guess is a way to put it you know it's not asymmetrical in its design but it's just like there's something a little just blocky or like you know a little clumsy about it i guess but the titanium ranger i'm very biased towards i love that fucking guy i love the fucking i love the look i love the presence he had in the show i like you know top to bottom i was about it i thought it was very 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 fucking cool yeah definitely uh for me, my number three, it's not going to be a sixth ranger. It's going to be the Gokaiger Super Mega Force suits as a whole. I think the black undersuit with the colored coat is, it's a whole ass look. Yeah. And yeah. in terms of designs of heroes, like the uh, the Gokaiger and the Go Busters, so Super Mega Force and Beast Morphers are some of the best designs that they've ever had for ranger teams. Yeah, yeah. Like, hands down. I um, Number two is going to be Maji Shine, the Solaris Knight from Mystic Force. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love, uh, just to, Solaris Knight fits that, that category that I wish there was more of, which was the Ranger or Ranger Ally, whatever you want to call it. That's just like a brick shit house, you know? Well, my number one pick is that, that same thing, but he has the number one thing that I think is missing on most Ranger costumes, and that's a cape. <laughs> yeah. Bull Black, the Magna Defender, Yeah, is yeah, a buddy. top-tier design. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Can't, de- uh, can't refute that, honestly. That's yeah. a good and choice. If you'll notice, Solaris Knight had a cape, too. Solaris Knight does have a cape, yes. Both Solaris Knight and Magna Defender have that daddy silhouette, you know, yeah. in the team. You know, they are big-looking boys. I like the, you know, they got the big shoulders, big, broad fucking shoulders, the cape, you know. Each just, they each have that 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 feel that, <laughs> I keep saying daddy, I don't want to make it sexual, like, or... No, no, give, no. Give the they're sexual not, connotations that, that are not, associated. They're not the... They're not the daddy feel yeah, they're, they're the just daddy. like they're like don't, the pop pop feel yeah yeah don't wake daddy kind of feel you know yeah. like not not the you know 
like daddy wait till you money. it's wait till your father gets home <laughs> yeah yeah that's 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 a good way to put it it's definitely that and both magnet defender and solaris knight they cut that they cut that look that's theirs and there needs to be more ranger or ranger allies that cut that look yeah definitely um some honorable mentions for me are the boom designs every single one of them is incredible uh yeah draken ranger slayer the omega rangers and the solar rangers are all yeah oh, up solar. there solar is so good yeah solar those shiny so suits good. if we were talking about like maybe like uh like i think that'd be this is talking about whole looks but if we had a discussion of like top helmets I, I would I would have a hard time putting uh, solar helmets out of the top three. Really? Yeah. I would I, have a hard love, time with the Omega helmets. helmets not being in the top three. Omega's also good. I mean, okay, like I guess <laughs> solar, solar and Omega. Yeah, they both. Yeah. Um. But if we're gonna go with show honorable mentions, the entire Maji Ranger team. I'm talking from. Like, the Core 5, mm-hmm. Maji Mother, and Woolzard Fire, including Woolzard, uh, yeah. are He's... all are all incredible. What were no, you going to say, Freddy? I didn't even think of that. That's a, They had two uh, brick shithouse uh, ranger, ranger allies in, in uh, Maji Ranger. Uh, Mystic, Mystic Force. Force. Yeah. yeah, they had uh, Solaris and Woolzard, uh, what was his name, Korag? Korag, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did. Good on you, Mystic Force. Forever will be the show I slept on. Forever. Like, I just, I don't think I'll ever sleep on a on a Power Ranger show harder than I did Mystic Force. Well, uh, when I first saw the posters for it, for Maji Ranger, when that was coming out, I did not, I, I wasn't really giving Sentai a chance at that point. Because I came on in 2005 when Bokinger, which became Operation Overdrive, came on. And Mystic Force was on TV at the time. And when I saw their designs, I was like, that's not Power Ranger designs. <laughs> like, you know, I was in the camp of, like, like, I've told my story before. Like, when I stopped, like, right after space, I was done. Yeah. Because, like, we had watched a team grow up and, like, change the powers over a couple of times, and then it was just going to be new team every year. And I was just, I was just, you were the right age, too, because it makes, if you look at mine, it makes sense because I was done right after the next season, and I'm like a year and a half younger than you, you know? Yeah. So, like, it makes sense. It was that age, and yeah. Where you can break off. Yeah. And go find uh, being a juggalo and wrestling and all that stuff. And, (laughs) you know, it's it's where I stopped. And, I like, all of the designs of Power Rangers that I had seen, besides Turbo, had an element of white in them. And I didn't see that in in the Mystic Rangers, but I did see it in the Bokinger. So it felt like a nice time to jump in for me yeah i got that so Mystical. their does yeah their designs didn't do anything for me and then the local tokyo discount had the 
Deca Ranger versus Maji Ranger team up movie, and I bought it on a whim because it was like seven dollars for their bootleg DVD. Yeah. And when I saw them in action next to the Deca Ranger SPD, I was I was like, Oh no, these guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. Let's go back and watch this. Yeah, my comeback was Dino Thunder was playing and I knew it was going on and I heard all like the, the talkings about oh Tommy's back, Tommy's back, you know, and it's a dinosaur uh, season, so I was like, Alright. Let me take a look at that. And then when I watched a couple episodes, I was like, This ain't bad and then I remember looking, I was like, so what else, you know, what has happened since I've been gone, right? Yeah. And the the other shows that were playing at the time, or like playing in reruns on JetX, was SPD and Ninja Storm. And Ninja Storm is what did it. I watched a few episodes of Ninja Storm. The theme was kicking. The show was very entertaining. I loved everything going on. I loved the Ranger. I was like, oh, a three Ranger team. That's interesting. You know, like, it was like, what did, is this the whole thing now? Because Dino Thunder did that too. Then I saw SPD and I was like, holy shit, this is good. I was like, has everything just been good while I've been gone? <laughs> you know, like I had that kind of situation happening. And, and so the answer it, is for the most part at that point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really has. And then. Yeah, because like we don't talk about Wild Force all that much on the Power Ranger show because we're not there. But yeah. Wild Force is a good season. It is. It is and a very good season. I enjoyed the fuck out of Wild Force, and so and I'm I'm actually excited to go to Lost Galaxy when we get here because I've never given that show a full chance. I enjoy Lost Galaxy. It's yeah, a good, it's, it's a good time. It's the season where I always tell myself this is where I fell off, so it's probably not worth my watch. Mm, I think it's. One of my favorite villains is is absolutely in Lost Galaxy. Um, but yeah, like, so I was getting back into it hard, hard as a motherfucker, recapturing everything from my childhood, um, like buying toys and shit like that. And, you know, lo and behold, next year there's a fucking convention, Power Morphicon. Or, yeah, yeah, let me, yeah, next year is Power Morphicon. And I was like, well, I want to go to that. How much is it? You know, it's like, fucking nothing back then and went there and that's where they uh showed off the cast for uh mystic force that was or, such a no, crazy no, 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 time no, not not, no, not it was show- operation overdrive yeah they showed off operation overdrive but mystic force was there because that was the season before right yeah. so like they're showing off operation overdrive but mystic force was there in full too and yeah and when i saw mystic force i was kind of like at the time, I wasn't really about it because I'm not a big Harry Potter fan at all. And when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, they're just they're trying to like tap that. They're trying to they're trying to tap the vein of Harry Potter." Well, yes, it's, yes, it's real, they were it's real popular, and I wasn't I wasn't about that. I don't know why. I'm I was a jaded piece of shit back then. I still don't like Harry Potter. It's not really my thing. It's like there's some cool stuff to it, but I I don't know. There's not really my thing. And also, J.K. Rowling's a fucking turf. She could fuck off. But besides that, <laughs> besides that, it was just kind of like, I don't know, Mystic Force can give it a day and time. Like, and it wasn't until, fuck, what was out at the time? Mystic. It must have been like 2011, 2012 when I finally watched Mystic Force. And I was like, oh, this is fucking wonderful. The things that initially turned me off, the, the Harry Potter thing, and then the theme song. It's still not my favorite theme song. See, I, I love the theme song. I, I, in a, in like, in going so far, 
so far in a certain way that it comes back around. I.e., this is my way of saying so bad it's good. Like, yes, I, I like it in that way. But it got the power range. Like, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's because of my first impression. My first impression was it was as a jaded piece of shit, like I said. So maybe I was like, I didn't fuck with it then. And, like, it's so ingrained that I'm like, I don't fuck with it now, really. But anyway, anyway. Well, watch the, the goddamn that, show if you had the same problems as I did. In the years that follow, in the forever show, PP, we will be uh, covering Mystic Force. <laughs> yeah. Years that follow. The years. <laughs> um, we begin with a short recap of last week's episode, but we're not going to do that here. If you want to know what happened in last week's episode, go listen to last week's episode. Uh. That made me think not much was going on in this episode, but you're going to see how wrong that that assumption was. We begin with a shot of that camera bird whose name I didn't care to look up last episode, but I did for this one. His name's Camera Trick. He's doing his best to film Baragoblin, who's absolutely schooling the rangers, and the rangers are starting to go down. Karis orders Baragoblin to kill Doran, and as Doran is in the Machine Beast's grasp. She calls out to Ricky. And we see this ninja blur hitting hitting Baragoblin, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. Yeah, black, like, scribbly after image just yeah. strikes, strikes him, all the bad guys. Now, on Monday, we're going to talk about this scene in Power Rangers, but... What did you think about the difference here? Because in our version, they added gold to it as well. Do you like it better with the black, or do you like the add-on of the gold in the in the jump? I like the I like the add-on of the gold. Maybe I would have a different opinion if I grew up with O Ranger and not Zio. But well, I think. The colors, it's, maybe you can pick up what I'm laying down here, because I don't know if I can quite articulate it, but in Power Rangers, the colors are primary, like, not just, like, primary colors, but, like, they're, they're, they're part of the defining characteristic of the characters, you know? Like, they, yeah. they, they're decked out in the colors, also, you know, they're like, oh, American kids, they're stupid, they won't know unless you put the, unless you put the appropriate colors on them, look at the Ninja Turtles, you know, also, put, put their, put their first initial on their fucking belts, branded on their forehead, you know, like, just yeah. all that shit, you know, all that reasoning, but really, like, because of the, because of those reasons, that is, like, a defining thing of Power Rangers, was the colors, where I feel in Super Sentai, they're kind of secondary. They're well, not because he's not the Gold Ranger in this; he's the King yeah. Ranger. Right, right. But I'm saying, like in general, in Super Sentai, if what I know, you know, and obviously I'm a fucking casual because I've only seen three seasons. You can't of Super say Sentai. that. You can't say that anymore. This is the fourth season that you're watching. <laughs> well, like, two, two. If you were watching this week to week, you would have yeah. been watching it for three and a half years already. That's true. Like you can't That's... say I'm a casual three and a half years into your show. That's true, Dan. But I, I bet you, I bet you, there's some individuals that would 
would would wager to call me a casual for only having seen three well, seasons of Super Sentai. Any, well, who anyway, gives a fuck about those people? I don't. I'm just saying. You know, maybe maybe I'm just better way to put it is like I don't know how all the other seasons go, but of what I've seen, the color is very secondary. The colors are there. It's their suits. It's the color of their swords. So on and so forth. It's the color of like energies and lilai balls and all that kind of shit, right? But it, color it, denotes rank in Super Sentai. Yeah. It's kind of It's it. more yeah, it's more of a Yeah, it's more in that sense. It's kinda of like it's not so it's yeah, I want to say secondary, because it's more kind of like just like in the back of your mind sort of thing, whereas in Power Rangers, it's really fucking up front. Like, it's really fucking there. They're always wearing the appropriate colors. They fucking transform, had the, the colored energy. It is all these are all like part of the brand, whereas in Super Sentai, it's just kind of there. and It's not really thought of. And I think maybe that's just kind of Sentai in general. Everyone knows the rules, right? You know the appropriate colors will be on the appropriate people. Yeah. So it's like not, you know, it's like no one gives a shit, but Power Rangers, you know, first time, hey, this is how we do it. This guy, you know, this guy's red because he's a leader. You know, this guy's blue. He's a smart one, you know, like. Unless there's white, then white yeah. is the leader. Yeah. All all that. So, like, I've noticed, noticed with that, and like, yeah, in, in, in this, in O-Ranger, seeing King Ranger come in and do that, I like it better with the gold, but I understand that, like, black is the kind of like dominant color but also oh. the color is kind of just secondary so i understand why it's just a uh, a black or a blackish gray blur well i can understand the differences because in that sounded really pretentious it's not meant to be ricky came in and did the black blur as ricky i thought you're, I thought you're gonna call me a casual at that point that would have been a good <laughs> no no ricky Saved Doran as Ricky, and then he transformed. Yeah, yeah. The Gold Ranger didn't come in and make those attacks as Triumph Triforia. Yeah. That was the Gold Ranger attacking. So, in my mind, like, the Black Blur is just how fast Ricky moves. Yeah, yeah. And that was an aspect of the Gold Ranger's power. Fair enough, yeah. But I do like to look into this show way deeper than I need to. Um, I mean, that's why that's why we do it. Yes, we just have too many thoughts on this shit, and we need a space to say it. And there we are. Yes, I watch this show, and I don't even think I look at the screen at this point because I understand what's happening yeah. in every show. I'm just typing the yeah. entire time. Um, Here we are. We're thirty minutes in, and we're like. 30 seconds into the show. <laughs> 30 seconds uh, into the show, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to fly a, fly a little bit here. Ricky gets to the top of the loose rock hill in the quarry, and he steps up and declares that he's going to be the one to silence Baca's wrath. Yeah, that's the, and, that's the OSHA hill. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he antagonizes him. By like saying, have you forgotten the ass whooping that I put on you 600 million years ago? And Ricky hits his his henshin, and we see the transformation sequence, which is exactly the same as all of the other guys. It's nothing special. But 
we get to see these stunning shots from like 16 different angles, close up, wide shots, all of that of the King Ranger suit. And then the Rangers are like, wow, that shit's cool looking. And then they hit those shots again when he does another pose. Yeah. They. It's. <laughs> yeah. Figuratively and literally, they know where the money is. You know, yeah. Like, just like, look at that. All look over that. that. All over that boy. Look so at, at that. At this frame. point, he introduces himself, and we get to meet the newly minted King Ranger. We cut to space where the Baranoia is watching this. The Empire, Baranoia Empire is watching this battle from like a weird, like it seems like the family went camping. But they're watching it on their little portable TV, and Prince Bulldone is kind of scared of the new ranger, thinking about what trouble is a new hero going to bring to the table. Yeah. Bacchus Wrath stands there, and he's like, "Don't worry about this guy." He's just here because he's been preparing for the return of Ricky since he fled Earth. Yeah. As you said, it was an ass beating that can be remembered for 600 million years. Yeah. This guy's been, this guy, (laughs) this guy has had such a grudge in that time and he's had a long time. So he's been planning for little Ricky. Yeah. It's like in elementary school when Chris Ledbetter punched me in the face and I waited two years and I whooped his ass on the field. Like I sat for two years thinking about how Chris Ledbetter punched me in the face. And I think about it still to this day, like 28 years later. See, I thought you did like the strangely wise, eerily smart for their age kid thing, which is like, I know in two years I have a potential for a growth spurt. I'm going to fuck him up. (laughs) No, it was one of those things where, like, every day I was trying to catch him slipping. Yeah. (laughs) Spiding your time. So that I could put that ass whooping on him. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, I didn't need to. Time did. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I hope that dude enjoys his meth and his prison. So. (laughs) Fuck you, Chris. Well, he's probably not enjoying his meth. Uh, no, he's prison. probably he's probably enjoying his meth, and then he doesn't enjoy his prison time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he enjoys all the dudes he has to blow to get his meth. I don't but, know. Yeah. You know, you're the, humans have this amazing resolve in them where we're able to adapt. Well, back on Earth, us. King Ranger springs into action like I did against Chris Ledbetter when I was in the fourth grade. Fuck you, Chris Ledbetter. <laughs> And Paku jumps into Doran's hands. I don't know why I needed to mention that. I just think Paku's real cute, and I wouldn't mind having a Paku of my own. Yeah, Paku is cute. The Gold Ranger begins his relentless assault on the Barlow soldiers. He kills Ooh. the he kills the first one with a Yakuza Zero style finisher. <laughs> yeah. I've been way... playing, playing oh. it a lot. So you <laughs> see, like the button prompts. As as this, as this man is wading through these mechanical soldiers, when he hit, I was like, "Oh man, he pressed Y at the right time." Yeah, that's exactly it. He saw he, the little fire symbol. The execution you're talking about, the finisher that he does, where he throws his one on the ground and he stomps its fucking chest, which just seems to be 
this is the second time we've seen him do it. I guess this time he held back, or I don't know why this one didn't explode. Maybe he didn't have the time to make this one explode, because I he think looks... that, see, when he fought those first ones, he was not at full power. So he kicked it, he stomped it, and it triggered the mechanism. Mm-hmm. When the King Ranger comes down, he's moving at a speed where his foot just went through it. Yeah. And it didn't give it time to explode. It did later. <laughs> the, I think, well, his immediate, like, repose after it. After he mm-hmm. steps on the fucking chest, he steps over it and does this sick-ass little, like, I've never seen this. I've never seen this on any ranger. But he, he steps off the Barlow Soldier and does this little kind of, like, kip-up of his, or hike-up of his tights. He pulls on the side of his tights, pulls on the legs of his hmm. tights, just pulls them up a little bit like he has a gi on or something. It's fucking badass. Like yeah. like you would expect him if he if his nose was exposed, you know, he would run his thumb over it because he's doing all these kinds of like Bruce Lee kind of analog shit. And it's yeah. fucking awesome. And like to expand on that more, like the whole choreography of King Ranger's battle with the Barlow soldiers is really good. We're seeing active wire work in this fight, which isn't really used in the battles of Sentai at this point. We saw a little bit with Boy doing his, like, Tiger Ranger jump and things like that. But in the fights, they don't really, they don't really spend that much money on this show. So they're not going to do active wire work all the time. But when I saw... Ricky hit that Luke Hang kick on the one Barlow soldier. It just jumped out of me a lot as like, oh, they're really trying to book this guy strong, really trying to put him over in our head. Yes, yes. This was his this was his second match, you know, in the Fed. And he's uh oh, he's being fed right now by just a shitload of jobbers. But, but they, like, but they got they gotten they got a main eventer on the platter ready to serve up to them. But these jobbers right here, they don't get a thirty second squash match against Braun Strowman. They're getting a full five minutes because they see him as a real obstacle. So they open up their faces faces and unleash that like energy blast that they do every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And King Ranger goes to the finish by summoning the King Stick. His incredible weapon, which is actually right behind me. <laughs> um, and he starts an onslaught on them by ending them, moving through super speed, just taking them out with like the energy side and the blade side, and it leaves them with a bunch of gold lightning. And I was surprised by the gold lightning, because I thought that that was something that we added. Did you... So... You know that 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 meme of Leon one of one of the memes of uh out right now of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, where is it he's, the one where he's holding the cup out. Yeah, he's holding the he's holding the beer can or the cup. No, no, yeah. he's holding the beer can, not the cup one, not the Cheers one. But he's holding okay. the beer can and he's on he's on his like lazy boy and he's pointing at whatever he's watching with the no, cigarette. No, I have in his not hand. seen that one. Okay, so like that one's it's a good format. I love that format. Honestly, I think maybe it's from the Wolf. Wolf on Wall Street. I'm not Maybe. sure. I'm not sure. I'm I've not never sure seen Wolf from. of Wall Street. 
is a wolf is a wolf on or wolf of wolf of wolf of wall street henry okay. zabrowski's in that movie he is in that movie that's why i want to see it but i haven't seen it so sorry henry it's on netflix it is on netflix i haven't seen it anyway so anyway this image of him like kind of like excited pointing at the tv because he sees something like an, like an ape recognizing itself in a mirror or something you know yeah i did that exact thing when he got the king stick and it, the face of it opened up right and it shot the fucking energy yeah and it made the exact same noise as the american toy and i was like whoa well they're not gonna change the sounds on the toy well, i just didn't ex- i expected it like okay what well, hold on, Dan. The fucking Dragon Dagger has different songs, you know, like like than it did in uh, in well, it has one of the songs, but it's expanded on in Super Sentai, right? Like, there's more tunes and shit. There's only the, it's only the not the original dagger, like our dra- our dra- dragger, our dagger. It's a dragger. You can call it that. Yeah, the dragger. In America, had the synthesizer sounds, yeah. and the Japanese one did have the like more fluty sounds that the Zoo Ranger one did. Right, but like their legacy version has the Baride Death song that that uh, which is cool, as sh- which is cool as shit. But I did not expect that. I did not expect that, and I was so like I was instantly transported to my. To my younger self, you know, I was instantly there uh, when he opened it up and it made the same fucking sound that the toy that Joey had that I never had because fucking Joey somehow had infinite, infinite resource, even though his mom only fucking ran a daycare and did nothing else and had fucking four kids. But whatever. Anyway, he had the fucking this king a, stick. This is a real like holding on to shit episode, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Well, he had the gold ranger staff, you know, he had the king stick. And it made that exact same fucking sound. And so when that exact same fucking sound came out of the TV at me last night as I was watching this, I did the same thing as Leonardo DiCaprio, which doesn't mean anything to you because you have not seen that meme. But people that are listening have seen that meme. I trust. But yeah. Tyler, was... you seen this meme? Yeah, he's seen the meme. <laughs> Tyler's seen it. I've he, said he, it to him. <laughs> he'll, he'll confirm it. He'll, he'll know the format. But yeah, man. Fucking sold i mean i already was sold but when that happened it was just i don't know i'm i'm like i'm hype i'm in it i'm ready so seeing all of his allies dead bara goblin turns his attention to the king unleashing his new moves the goblin beam and the goblin bomber which actually affect ricky but getting out of the power of his adversary Rip, Ricky flips back into battle and lands with, like, a cool flourish, like the Obiani spin, you know, the lightsaber thing that everyone says is worthless from the prequels, but it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he immediately goes into his Sats attack, the King Victory Flash. And ever since Zoo Ranger, we've commented on these shows and their attack names. But how cool is that shit? King Victory Flash. He knows that the move is good enough to put victory in the title. Yeah. Like, I'm going to use this, and victory's assured. I, l- I love that his... He doesn't need to do a whole lot when he has the staff. 
and it kind of it fits into the whole king presence mm-hmm. because one of my favorite kind of tropes is a king villain that never leaves their throne just fights from their throne and shit like that like it you know it happens in a bunch of things it happens in comics happens in anime happens in video games but the like the king character or the almighty character the ruler character you know mm-hmm. they never have to leave their throne and just a with a with like a wave of their hand that's it's absolute you know that's their that's that's their judgment you know i and like I, the idea that when the king steps onto the battlefield the battle is over like the king is supposed to be the ultimate fighter, not just the ultimate fat ass. It's it's real good. It's real good, man. King Victory Flash, fucking stellar name. I bit my tongue as I said that. It's an, ugh. <laughs> excellent name, dude. Excellent well, and absolutely, it is. It is such a such a reckoner that you put victory in the name of it. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the final attack of uh, the Zoo Ranger. But I remember that it was something that we were pretty excited about. Yeah. Well, there was uh, the Babel Tower. That was no. There. I'm talking about uh, Ultra Zord's final attack. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. It was like Grand Banisher. Some, yeah, it was something like that. It was. Called, it had Banish in the name. I'm pretty fucking sure. Which is like Big Dick Energy. Yes. Banish something? Yeah, it's just gone. Obviously. Out out of the records. Yes. Obviously. This is the end of Baragoblin. At this size. Karis calls upon Acha and Kocha to make him grow. And that's what they do. So, for the first time, we see all six rangers together. And this got me wet. Not sexually, but, like, it's really hot in the ranger room, as we've talked before. And, yeah. like, my excitement on top of this made me sweat more. <laughs> so much so that my shirt's off, like, right now. <laughs> Just recanting the tail, you had to pull off your shirt. Yes. The core team thinking that, you know, big is their realm. They call upon Choriki Mobile, and they call for their Gatai. The king is pretty taken back by O-Ranger Robo, because it's like he's... He has never seen that before. Oh, I did like his line, though, when Barra got big. Where he uh, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, you got new, you got new toys now, huh? Yeah, he's like, you, 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 you guys are some fucking cheaters. Huh? <laughs> Just making your monsters big. All right. So which leads I, to some questions later for, for me. Listen. Oh, we'll get, we'll get to that, but you know. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's fine. He's taken back by O-Ranger Robo. But O-Ranger Robo just isn't strong enough to take on Baragoblin. They try calling on the Super Crown Sword, but it just kind of glances off of his big belly. Ricky is still in the quarry cheering on his new friends a bit, and Goro decides to call upon Red Puncher to come into battle. Knowing what he already knows about Barag- Baragoblin, Goro decides to like forego going in and trying to punch him. He just fires everything and tries to get the kill. He's just not strong enough. Karis gives the order, the kill order, for the O-Ranger, but Ricky, he has something on up his sleeve. He calls upon his pyramid ship, and upon its shining arrival, Karis is blinded. 
the O-Ranger are suddenly not in their mecca, but very surprised by the ship's appearance. So is Empress Hysteria. And she faints as the show cuts to a quick commercial. We'll break here, and then you come in with your statement. Okay. Whenever you're ready. When this, so we see it, you know, like instant transmission out of the office square. We, that it was The plaza, the office plaza it was in before, you know, and appears gigantic on the horizon and lands. It darkens the sky. It, it puts a shadow over everything with its, like, and, and it does this really cool, like, inner glow before it fully forms kind of thing where it almost looks like you see the you know whatever's inside it whatever kind of massive engine could make this thing go like glow underneath the panels of it yes before it fully like you know forms there and it's it's here now and holy shit it's here now is such a fucking like absolute statement for it because ooh, this this mother just hit the mic this motherfucker is brutal dude like i mean it's first off it's fucking massive it's fucking huge you know on a scale that we haven't seen outside of like you know uh yeah we haven't we haven't seen a zord this big actually yeah we haven't seen a zord this fucking big i would say Dyreno is probably humongous oh yeah Dyreno. and muteki shogun is Fucking huge. Muteki Shogun. Okay, there. Thank you. I knew it was. I knew it was someone. Muteki Shogun is definitely the big boy too. Uh, like he would be on. They, they would be like similar height. Maybe I would. Well, we haven't I seen would... Pyramider stand up, which is his name, Pyramider. We haven't seen him stand up yet in this show, but I think when the he to- stands, he's bigger. Yeah, if the toys are any indicator, he's he's probably like a, a head, a head and a half taller than Mateki Shogun, which is fucking insane. But yes, this is a big boy, and it is scary to the villains. It is scary to anyone watching, because, you, you know, like, it's it's like the... <laughs> it's like the god pharaoh has arrived, you know? <laughs> like, it is, yeah. it, it is... it Like, it the whole presence of this thing, the way it fucking... It feels like, you know, it's it's one of those screen shakers, dude. It is so fucking cool to see Pyramider show up here and get rolling. And the way it uses the the Luxor on its top, Vegas baby, to shoot into the sky and break the cl- break the clouds and summon down a row of golden lightning that erupts the earth and fissures it. And I really like that it shows tangible damage. On the ground, because yeah. the, the rangers are, are are shook by it, like the like there's rubble flying everywhere. It literally rips open the earth to fucking put down Baragoblin. It is incredible. Yes, yes, and I know that you were going to say something about like Ricky having this massive thing and still being like, "Hey, you guys are cheating." <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you're bringing this in. Yeah, like it is like Ricky uh, has has he never has he never had to utilize this function of pyramider? Is this but, like like my 
idea of it is that, like, since he calls this the grand fortress, the ultimate fortress, King Pyramider, yeah. Yeah. this might have just been their base and their ship powered by Choriki. Mm-hmm. Like, he may have never had to activate the battle mode of that. Like, that might be something that... Because, like, legitimately, of the episodes that we've watched going forward, this is the last one. This yeah. is where we stopped before the hiatus. Yeah. And we don't know what goes on after this. Like, we don't. That, that mode might have been something that he didn't know was in there. Yeah, or at least the Machine Empire didn't know it was in there. Or yeah. Excuse, excuse me, the Bart. <laughs> the Baranoia. <laughs> the Baranoia, excuse me. The Baranoia didn't know it was in there. It could be very well that one of those things where it's like, pray you never have to use it kind of thing, where it's just like, yeah, that's your ship, and that's like the home base. That's, you know. This is his Death Star. Like, of yeah. course it's going to have a massive weapon on it, yeah. because they're fighting an army of unrelenting machines. Yeah. This is definitely a planet cracker level kind of kind of weapon going on here so it makes sense it makes sense on that in that regard and maybe that was you know like it, it makes sense in that regard and it lends to the whole like why he'd be like oh you fuckers you know you're gonna make me do this yeah i can't believe i have to bring this down because that's a new part of fighting you guys i guess yeah well he enters the cockpit of the ultimate fortress, King Pyramider, and places his Choriki storage crystal in the dash, which is something I like because in Power Ranger Zeo, the Gold Ranger doesn't use uh, a morpher. Like, he morphs off the staff. Mm-hmm. So showing that he has the changer and he has the storage crystal, and that's kind of the design of what the O-Ranger's power is based off of. It's kind of important. Um he begins his ass- goblin goblin begins his assault with no effect on the rolling tank king ranger uses his big attack in pyramid form the super burn wave and immediately fells bara goblin and i kind of like that ricky is kind of testing the o ranger to see where their strength is at before he steps in and swings the daddy hammer of power uh, yeah, it feels that way. It feels that way. You just and then another uh, what we were just talking about. It it lends more to that to that theory that this is something that hasn't there hasn't been a need for it yet. So it's yeah. like okay, let these guys do it. Maybe maybe that'll take care of it, and I don't have to bring out the the planet destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. And after beating the machine beast, he returns to the quarry to greet the O Ranger and Doran. But the greetings don't last long, as they immediately have to ready for bar- for. The greetings don't last long, as they immediately have to ready for battle to give threats to Karis and Bacchus Wrath. Bulldog lets his dad know that they have a clear image of King Ranger up on the screen for him to see. Karis is not intimidated by these threats because she lets Ricky know that he fell right into Bacchus Wrath's trap, and she transforms into her machine beast form. Which is lewd. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This, alright, she transforms into a beast machine that has such a dump truck of an ass and, like, <laughs> and, and, like, huge fucking tits that shoot lasers from them. No fucking joke. And she even, like, when she transforms, she, like, rubs them and, and everything. Like, 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 it's, it's not subtle. Well, there was, there was a, 
there was one in Kaku Ranger that felt herself up a lot too. Oh yeah, yeah. I I'm just the saying... one that kept like sand inside of her or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. This. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying that they shy away from that sort of thing if they if they don't want to. Um, but. Oof! I didn't expect that. Also, we sure I... do because <laughs> this machine beast never saw the light of day in Power Rangers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I I get it. I really get it. Somehow, from their campsite, the Baranoia rulers auto enlarge her. I don't understand it because Acha and Kocha are with. They hit are, a switch. Are with Bacchus, and they, they just, have just kind of like a. They got a switch box. They just hit it, and it's yeah. like, makes her big, and she's rubbing on her titties, and then like as much as her appearance is unexpected. Her attack is super unexpected because she yeah. just sheets him up. It's the uh, most incredible attack name that she hits the Rangers with to kind of set up her, set herself up for kidnapping Ricky. Her move is just called Beam. Beam, but they're from her tits. <laughs> you should yes. know they're from her tits. And then and from her like little, she's got it, it, she's got yeah. a real hoe outfit on. And then and from. It, <laughs> hey, we don't we don't shame like no i'm not sh- but hey she's every, fun. Every, no 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 i'm saying everyone everyone has a hoeing outfit we all do a little hoeing oh, I mean, yeah. this, that's this. that's when i wear my biggest hoodie and my yeah. best sweatpants we all got a whole outfit that we're waiting to bust out once quarantine's over you know i've been wearing it in quarantine the whole time <laughs> well you about that whole life non-stop yeah, you know, especially when just hanging out with my family. <laughs> I just want them, I want them to know these are my sweats. Well, she's got a real, if I were to place it, I would put it in the 2004 range. I would put it she, in the 1995 range. Well, well, yeah, I know why you but I'd put it in the 2004 range because it's, it's like if it's something you would have saw on Little Kim. Because it's one of those kind of like velour bodysuits, but the whole middle is missing. And the like yeah. the part the cleavage part is missing. And like there's no not there's nothing connecting the two parts except for a silver like keychain ring in the middle on the front and the back, right? That the, the cloth clings to. Yes. And that's what she got going on. And that little silver ring of hers, the the little ho- the little connector on the hoe outfit shoots out just uh bed sheets yeah it shoots out a bed sheet and it, ricky gets caught up in this sheet and paku being the good brother that he is hops on and tries to eat those sheets to free his boy yeah yeah that doesn't <laughs> he, work he and, does he, <laughs> the yeah she electrifies the sheets which like dematerializes well, them well it's kind of funny because she takes sheet number 1 and she wraps up ricky and paku and she pulls that right back into her belly. It's a reverse birth. Yeah. And then she shoots out five more sheets. And you think, is that to kidnap the Rangers? Is that to kidnap our team from from Woe? No. She shoots them out. They become electrified. And they start running. And then the sheets explode. Yeah. So the sheets block their advance to get to... They cover they cover her escape. Yeah, they block their advance so she can get away, and the rangers run up to the sheets, which 
the sheet is just draped between it is the budget really fell out the bottom at this point i don't know why i don't know what no we've got another monster coming but i don't well at this part the budget definitely falls out and i don't know why but they resorted to sheets and now there's just a big sheet in between like these two points of rock and they tug at him and it pulls it down and then they realize she's gone she somehow this giant monster disappeared and the sheets electrify like you said and then someone says they're gonna explode and they all run and they they do the the jumping away from the explosion shot of these sheets exploding it's not the best effect but Hey, man, it's just a small part. Let's talk about another bad effect. Doran, right after this, incredibly sad, calls out to Ricky. And we see him floating and spinning in this, like, weird space belly button vortex. It's akin to, like, there's one episode of that 70s show where, like, they're all, like, having nightmares. And at one point you see them spinning on that, like, they're spinning in one direction and there's a vortex spinning the other direction behind them. Yeah. But they're just kind of like laying on a board. It's the same exact thing. Except Ricky's not moving. He's just standing there spinning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Karis shows that she's taken Ricky unconscious to her wildlife preserve. And bef- she's about to kill him. But before that, Bacchus shows up and congratulates her. Bulldote and Hysteria are standing on a ridge. And they congratulate Bacchus about getting his 600-year revenge. And he goes oh, this isn't the revenge. This is just the beginning. I'm going to use Ricky to defeat the O-Ranger, and we're going to go back to our ancestral home of Earth. Paku, who's there, nobody knew he was there, so he's just kind of hanging out in the bushes spying on him. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sheets. Easy to miss a salamander in those sheets. I'm, I'm very, very keen on Paku, so anytime Paku does something, I'm going to bring it up. It's, we cut. Go ahead. I say, it's good. Like he, we see he, he's uh, he's he's hiding in the in the terrain inside the the preserve. Yeah, he's just a big paper mache salamander, just there on the moon, not breathing air. Well, we know he's going to play a part in in this somehow, so I can't wait to see that. Yes, we cut to Woe Base, where for the first time in this episode, we see the civilian O Ranger. Momo is comforting Doran and letting her know that they're going to get Ricky back. And then we cut to this weird ghostly shot where Ricky's floating in like an ethereal cable forest held up by (laughs) Ethernet cords and surrounded by butterflies. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It's it's very like uh, Circus Soleil mixed with uh, Leeds Children Museum. Yeah. <laughs> like going on here. <laughs> uh, after this, we go to a very familiar bridge that I think we've seen in every single series that we've watched for this show. And there is a girl on her way home from cram school being stalked by a creature that has Ricky's adornments on his knees. And then we see the shadow of a King Ranger come in and steal this little girl. Yeah. Hold her over its head yeah i thought i thought i thought it was gonna bane her or something you know, like, just like, rip her in half <laughs> or yeah style or, yeah, yeah something like i thought something horrible was gonna happen here i wasn't it, it also felt like the beginning of a new episode 
because for a moment there I had this trippy like I had this trippy moment where I was like did I flip the episode rock and now it's the next one on accident because it's, it's the issue with having two monsters in an episode it is it's, it's very true two monsters is a little too much for me it makes me think that I've been watching this for a lot longer but I haven't Woe base is informed of the attack and the O-Ranger dispatch themselves. We see a little girl being attacked by a King Ranger-esque machine beast. The Rangers rescue the girl and move the monster out into the open. At this point, we're introduced to Bara King, a Anubis-Bat-King Ranger hybrid. Would you say that's a fair assessment? Yes, I would add on, though, it has a very... um, Egyptian bast feel, you know, the cat god. Oh, see, that's where I was saying Anubis. So bast oh. is probably a better. I didn't even catch the Anubis part. Oh. Yeah, I heard, it... the, I heard, I heard you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely got that going on with the Egyptian animal feel, you know, like Egyptian animal head deity kind of feel. And also, okay. It has a very, yeah, it has a very, like, Egyptian animal head god kind of feel going on with it. Bast, Anubis, all that kind of shit. But it also has, like, a weird, maybe, I don't know why, but this is what my eyes are seeing. But it has a very similar look to uh, Killer Queen from JoJo. Oh, okay. I I was like, I don't know what we're going to go into. And I also (laughs) still don't know because... (laughs) <laughs> it's it's the kind of cat-ish looking stand in JoJo. Yeah, I've committed an anime crime and I've never watched JoJo. And at this point, I feel like I just can't start it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I totally get that. The, the, mo- anything I get is purely from runoff. You know, it's from being at Tony's house before the quarantine, obviously. Being at Tony's house and watching it with, with Alex and him. You know, and, and watching JoJo. That's been my exposure. You know what's funny is on Sunday when I was hopping on the call for our wrestle watch, mm-hmm. uh, Tony said, Freddy's on his way over, so it doesn't matter. And I go, and I, you say that I could come over and watch this with you guys? I don't have to sit at home. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, he's going over to his house. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's a weird time. We'll get, we'll get yeah. back. We'll get back to work. <laughs> um, Karis makes her presence known with her laser whip, not using beam. And she lets the team know that Bara King is Ricky, minus his intelligence. All machine beast. No brain. Looks at him and says, kill the O-Ranger. When she reveals that he is the King Ranger, they do this, like, jumping in and out, like, switch. Like, uh, yeah. superimposed, where it's showing the king ranger like they look at the different parts of it and they see the semblances and then they finally see the like the king the king ranger symbol you know that looks mm-hmm. like the the kind of like the the money the, it's symbol the kanji the, for king yeah 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 the kanji for king yeah yeah they see that but it's a little kind of distorted a little kind of mutated but it's definitely there well king begins his attack and the five rangers together can't stand up to him and he summons a modified king stick to attack them. And after he lands a hit, he makes his escape. Woe is informed of the beast, and Chief Mira turns to Doran, who heard the whole thing. 
very distraught, she turns screaming and it that it can't be true, and she runs out of the base. So we see her running across the bridge outside of Woe Base? Whoa, outside of Woe Base? And into the fucking wilderness? Yeah. And, and done, then does like a very anime thing calling out for Ricky? Like, is she not fucking supervised? And also, does she just have like access to the entire base? Is she like... Maybe it's kind of like a dignitary thing where it's like, oh, this is like an ancient, you know, this is a, uh, this is a representative of, of ancient civilization, you know, like, you know, let them have free reign at the base. It just seems a little fucking weird that it's just Chief and her in that fucking room. And she, or if she wasn't in that room, that means she somehow just walked into the room and was unsupervised and like, it just seems a little weird. I don't so know, here's the whole thing. This is like under fucking ground. This is secrets. No, like, <laughs> this is secrets only the tippy top of this government knows about. It's very true. It's very true. But let's put yourself in a woe worker's shoes. Mm-hmm. Right? You are working at this secret base where people are using mystical energy to transform into super-powered warriors and using yeah. giant robots to fight, one that we fire out of a massive cannon. I'm constantly working on that big blue sphinx all the fucking time. Yes, that is your job. Yes. You know enough to know that this is some high, next-level, like, I don't mystical, look at... playing-with-God shit, right? I know exactly what you're going to say, because I ain't looking at shit. I'm just doing my job. I don't ask questions. Something go something a little inhuman happens or out there paranormal. Don't question it. Just keep on doing my job. Yeah, you see a little girl walking around and she is dressed like a mystic priestess. <laughs> you just assume that girl's got clearance. She's supposed to be here. Why would you be dressed like that if you didn't have something to do with this shit? <laughs> she needs to step out and take a break. She's stepping out to take a break. Hmm. She hangs out with the chief. I know she's only been here for... Today's the first day I've seen her, but she <laughs> probably seems like she's supposed to be here. Yeah. Well, you've always talked about... We've always talked about carrying yourself like you're supposed to be there, and I'm sure she's not even thinking about that, so she absolutely is just kind of like carrying herself like she's supposed to be there, and... I just, I don't know, it's like, there's gotta be checkpoints or something, right? There's gotta be checkpoints where there's, like, the... Do you think that... I'm saying there's gotta be an inaccessible door that is only accessible by, like, going to the checkpoint and being like, hey, I need to go through this shit. No, there had to be a point when Ricky and... Unless the garage was just open. (laughs) Yes. There's gotta... That's in the side of a mountain. Because whenever you see the gun come out that fires Red Puncher, it's in a snow-capped mountain. Yeah. But you have to think that when they came in, Ricky grabbed Doran, not Ricky, Mira grabbed Ricky and Doran, walked them up to the guard that lets people in and goes, they're cool. And went, (laughs) I'll never forget those outfits, don't worry. Yeah, 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 man, that's fair, Dan, that's fair. That's So, they're cool. Okay, they're like the... Yeah. Oh, I mean, I would still. That's it. That those are enough points to for me to stand down on this matter because yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I could definitely see them being introduced. I think Marin would definitely, definitely say like, "Hey, you know, the weird looking kids here." 
Don't ask any questions. Don't bother them. If they ask you for anything, get them what get them what they want, or come get me. Something like that. You know. That's that's like a weird power that Mira has. Like he yeah. could just tell his entire staff, like any kids come up here, they're cool. <laughs> like he could Michael Jackson these kids anytime <laughs> he wants. He's not going to because Mira's a solid dude. Yeah. But he's got the power to like really screw some kids up for the rest of their pre-ancient life. He's not going to though. He's not going. He's to. not going to. He's I just I can't reiterate that enough. I'm not saying that Mira is a pedophile. I'm just saying he has the power to be a pedophile, but he he's is, not using he, that power. He is in a supreme position to be a pedophile, but he does not. He does not pederast because no, he not, is a good person. Not one bit. But that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah, like it's very and like I said, anime. She just kind of yells Ricky into the it's, into the wild expanse of the world. It's Act Two. Yeah, <laughs> Act Three is where where it all goes down, and Act Three is going to happen next week. So thank you so much for listening to our show. We come to you every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on a bunch of them. We do have a Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash Power Playthrough, and for as little as five dollars a month, you can get a bonus. You can get bonus episodes. Like our current Big Bad Beetleborg series. It's a um, it's a journey. That's about the best I can say about it. It's an exploration. Of, uh, yeah, we're in new new Joe territory. Yeah. And that's weird. That she had to run off and do Casper, a spirited beginning. So we can't have her on the show anymore. Yeah. But Lori Laughlin, who should be rotting in jail. <laughs> So, we're also we're also in a very rare breed now of people that could say we're a new Joe episodes of Big Bad Beetleborgs because I don't <laughs> think I I don't I think there's probably like less than we'll we'll, we'll highball it at nine hundred I think there's less than nine hundred people in the world <laughs> that would know what that fucking means <laughs> new Joe territory yeah. <laughs> It's just like it's just like our time of VR troopers, man. Even even well, well, less so than our time of VR troopers because I think there's only about a hundred people. Did know. you know that someone we know is doing a VR troopers podcast right now? What? Uh, the artist Bozo Robo is doing a VR troopers podcast. I think it's called uh, "Welcome to My Virtual Reality." Let me double check. Well, and he's going deep. He bought, he bought the VR troopers like illustrated books and things like that, because that's well, the life he lives. Well, let, take me, take me back to my virtual reality is the name of his podcast. Of course. Well, if if how did I forget that? <laughs> oh my god, Bozo Robo! If you need some aficionados <laughs> on head cannons. Regarding yeah, VR Troopers. Yeah, if you want to be <laughs> like, completely confused while yeah. talking about VR Troopers, you can call us. Yeah, yeah please. We'll guess we'll guest star on that fucking show. Only if you want us though. I'm sure. Only you yeah, don't. only if you want. We're not gonna barge in, you know, that's up to you, but Yeah. <laughs> but the If you guys could... go ahead. Well we're just saying we will. If you could follow us on social media, that would be 
wonderful. We're on Twitter at P Playthrough, Instagram at Power Playthrough. If you want to send us an email, you can at powerplaythrough at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at McNernia. But Freddie, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chief Robert. Um, I don't do a whole lot there except for we like. Retweet. You like a lot of posts. I like you a lot of posts. Stuff. I retweet shit that I think is important or funny or just like wholesome. Um, you can find me on Facebook, just my personal fucking Facebook. You got my name. Go, go, go find me. I'll talk to you. I don't care. Yeah, uh, look for the. You got to understand that, like, it's not going to be a picture of his face. It's a picture of a nude Donkey Kong with his beard. Mm hmm. And that is the picture. If I might have my instagram going at this point but i don't even I, have the name for it right here right now I so it doesn't it. matter yeah and it's, dan doubts it i doubts it whatever it's what it's the century's name yeah yeah it's like rob the century yeah yeah <laughs> but uh like like it's either gone or it's not or maybe a new one whatever you know what dm me on those other ones i talked about and if i have it i'll tell you where it's at it but won't we'll, be up we'll just do it that way it won't be well, up but we'll just do it that way yeah, don't worry about that shit. Rainer. So, we'd also like to thank our lovely, lovely boys in Rainer for providing us with the crunchy, crunchy tunes that always opens up our show and ends our show. This show wouldn't be a show without those cute, handsome, kissable boys. Please go check them out at rainer.bandcamp.com. If you like the way this fucks... You'll like the way they fuck on their own website where you can see them fuck. Not really. No audio. You can hear them fuck. Uh, no, not literal. You can hear them fuck with the music <laughs> that they make. And you can also get some merch that they also fuck with that they make. Uh, you can also check out their side project or damn it. I didn't want to say side project. You can also check out their other band, Breakcheck. Uh, Breakcheck.bandcamp.com where you can see half of Rainer performing that, and they do a pretty good goddamn job. And who knows, you may hear some of Break Check in the future, right here on the old PP show. Yeah. Well, please check them out, the lovely boys. Say that we sent you. Again, thank you so much for listening to our show. Your support means everything to us. And we'll see you on the next episode of Power Playthrough. Bye. Bye.